Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected to all things the Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend, because change lives, change lives. I heard this story about a man who was driving along in his car, and he was, he was driving along do, doing a very good job driving. Um, and this police officer came behind him and stopped him. And as he was getting out of his car and walking up, the police officer was just smiling, and he said, Sir, you haven't done anything wrong. As a matter of fact, that's why I stopped you, because we're giving out these excellent driving citations. And we watched, I watched, and you did such a good job. You get this excellent driving citation. And along with it is a $250 cash prize. So the man was like, wow, you know, thank you. And the police officer said, so what do you think you're going to spend this $250 on? And he said, well, I have some outstanding traffic fines, and I might use it to get my license unrevoked. And the officer just kind of stood there, and his the passenger, the, the wife leans over and he says, oh, officer, don't mind him. He always talks crazy like this when he's drunk. And then the officer still just, you know, was trying to like take this all in. And, and suddenly this passenger that was sitting in the back seat kind of wakes up from asleep and, and sees the police officer and says, I told you guys we would never get away with a stolen car. And then just when he was about to arrest all three of them, he hears this tap, tap, tap from the trunk and this voice that says, are we over the border yet? <laughs> A little unexpected. I don't think he was expecting that. And that is what the sermon is about today. Um, we're on week three of the Unexpected Christmas Sermon Series. And as I think about Jesus and his birth, everything about it is unexpected. It starts out in, in Isaiah, we read in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel. Right off the bat, the way he is conceived, unexpected. A virgin is going to give birth. That is not something that we would normally expect. Unexpected. You know, as Jesus came into this world, he came as the Savior. He came as the King of Kings. And you would think that the King of Kings might be born in a palace. But he wasn't. He was born in a stable. The whole way he came was unexpected. He was born as a baby. And then you would think even the place, even the city where he was born, shouldn't he be born in a big city where there are lots of people around? But no, he was born in a little town of Bethlehem. And then even the way he lived his life was unexpected because he was a servant. The way he died was unexpected because, you see, he died a sinner's death and he did no wrong. And the way he rose again was unexpected. He defeated death by coming back to life on the third day. And probably the most amazing unexpected part about all of it is that he went through it and he did it all for me. And for you, and for the person sitting next to you, and for all of us, to give us an opportunity to receive Jesus as our Savior. You know, everything about Jesus was different than what the world was expecting. They were expecting this, this Savior, this King to come, and it was way different than they expected. And I think that everything that about Jesus is different than the world today expects as well. 
I don't know if you've noticed it, but what the world says and what God says is two different things. What the world says is okay is not necessarily what God says is okay. Two totally different things. Sometimes the world might say, you need to get revenge for that. Spend it on yourself. And I hear this one a lot. You deserve to be happy. You don't owe them anything. And this is a big one and a dangerous one. I will never forgive them. It's okay to bash those who oppose your views. Demand your rights. And then we have God, on the other hand, in his word. In Matthew, he tells us, and it, it's totally unexpected, goes against the world, what the world says. It doesn't seem to make sense sometimes, but he tells us in Matthew to pray for those who persecute you. He tells us also in Matthew that we are to love our enemies. That's unexpected. The world would not say that. In Philippians, he tells us to do nothing out of selfish ambition. And then this part, think of others as better than yourself. And then and in Luke, he says, do good and expect nothing in return. That's pretty unexpected. And then in Matthew and Luke, Ephesians and Colossians, he tells us this. He says, forgive, period. Not if they ask for forgiveness, not if 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 they, they are sorry for what they did, we have to forgive no matter what, even if the, or the person never even came, even if it wasn't your fault, no matter what the circumstances. That doesn't make sense, does it? You see, a lot of the things in the Bible doesn't line up with what the world would say, and some of it doesn't even seem to make sense, and if we're honest, sometimes it doesn't make sense to us either. We're to forgive them. They did that, and I have to forgive them. I didn't even do anything wrong. Some of the things that Jesus said didn't make very much sense either. The last shall be first, and if you have to lose your life to find it. And, and some of these things just didn't make sense. But here's the thing. When we choose to believe them and we choose to obey them, that's where the blessing comes. And if I was in Adventureland, because I work with the kids, we always have a bottom line, like the one thing that we want the kids to know, and it is this. This is your bottom line for today. Obedience is the first step to experience the unexpected blessings of God. So many things that Jesus did didn't make sense, but he still chose to obey the Father. In um, 2 Peter, it talks about how the people were hurling insults at him, but he did not retaliate. That doesn't make sense. How about you? I know when somebody says something about me that is, that is not true, like the first thing I want to do is, but, but, I want to set the record straight. Now, like, if, you, if you tell me that I've done something I didn't do, like, the first thing I want to do is, well, I didn't do that. You know, I want, to, I want to jump up and I want to defend myself. But Jesus didn't do it because he knew what was coming and he knew his purpose and he trusted God. And, and later on it says he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He was trusting God even though it didn't make sense. And the Bible says that he was obedient even to death on a cross. And because of his obedience the greatest unexpected blessing happened for us. We get to experience life in heaven because he took our sins when he died on the cross when he should have never had to because he didn't do anything wrong. The unexpected. You know, we are to model our lives after Jesus and not the world. And there are so many, we get some examples in scripture of those who took that step of obedience 
and then got to experience the blessings, the unexpected blessings of God. Even Mary, mother's, or, or the mother of Jesus, when the angel came to her and said, Mary, you are highly favored by God, and explained that she was going to give birth to the Savior of the world. Okay, did that make sense? She was a virgin. How, you know, how can this be? But you know what Mary did? She took a step of obedience when she said, may it be to me as you have said. She was trusting God and this angel that came and spoke to her, even though it did not make sense. And when she took that step of obedience, the unexpected thing happened, and she gave birth to the Savior of the world. And then we see in Scripture David, who was out in a boat one day with the disciples, and, and there, was, there were waves crashing all around, and he sees Jesus, and he says, Jesus, is that you? If it's you, then tell me to come. And Jesus is over there on the water, and, and, and Peter is over here in the boat, and Jesus says, come. Now, it wasn't like they were in the parking lot and he could get out of his car and then go to Jesus. You see, he was in the boat and the waves were all around him and Jesus is way over here and he says, come. And Peter, that didn't really make sense because how am I going to get there? Because this isn't, this isn't dry ground, this is like the water and, and it didn't make sense, but, but Jesus said, come. And so Peter takes that first step of obedience. When he gets out of the boat, he obeys. He gets out of the boat and he's going to go and then the unexpected happens. The unexpected. He walks on water. Had Peter never taken that first step of obedience to come when Jesus said to come, he never would have experienced the unexpected. And I think that sometimes in our lives, we do not experience the unexpected blessings of God because we do not take that step of obedience, whether he tells us to do it, something in his word or whether he speaks to something in our hearts. Sometimes we hold back because sometimes it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to get out of this boat and to, to go across and meet Jesus. You know, I've been reading in my Bible lately in First and Second Kings, and um, there is just a lot of killing that happens in First and Second Kings. But in the middle of, of all of it, I want to read to you what I read a couple of weeks ago. It's really good. It's, um, it starts in chapter 17, verse 7. It says, Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. It's talking about Elijah here. Elijah was a prophet of God. He said, Go at once to, to Zarephath in the region of Sidon, and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath, and when he came down to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run out, will not run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. And in this story, okay, 
How many of you never have to go to the grocery store for flour because it just never runs out? I don't see any hands. Or that you don't ever have to go to the store for oil because it just never runs out? Well, I am sure that this, this, this widow in this story had never experienced that either. Like, she's never had that happen. So when, when Elijah tells her, you go first and you make me the bread first, even though she knew she only had enough to make bread for her and her son, and then they were just going to die. She had to listen and obey what the, what the prophet of God was telling her, you make it for me first. You see, that didn't make sense because she knew that she only had enough to make bread for her and her son. But when she took that first step of obedience... The unexpected blessing happened. She took that first step of obedience and did exactly what, what the, the, the prophet of God told her to do, to make it from him first. And her oil never ran out. And her, her oil never ran dry. Her flour never ran out. And she got to experience this unexpected blessing of God. And I think that so many times in our lives, because we do not take that first step of blessing or that first step of obedience, even though it may not make sense, we miss out on the unexpected blessings of God. Now, um, when Andy and I got married 33 years ago, we were young, we were in love, and we were poor. And that's, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> we, I was still in college. He had finished a degree, but he was back in college. We were paying off his loans. We were trying to pay for my school. And we had so much money going out. And not like it seemed like not very much coming in. I don't know. Maybe some of you have been there where you felt like, we have more going out than we have coming in here. Um, but anyway, early on, when we were newly married, we were, we were, we were in church, and we were following God, and um, God was, was just drawing us so, you know, close to him. He was not yet a pastor yet. We've been married for 33 years. He's only been a pastor for 20. So this is early, before God even called him. And um, anyway, we knew that God was calling us because we have to obey what it says in here. And we knew that God was calling us to tithe. And I want to tell you, it didn't make sense to us. It's in here, but it didn't make sense because how can we do this? Because already, already we had to scrape our money together to go out for ice cream. Um, <laughs> a necessity of life. No. Um, it was just so tight. We didn't know how it was going to happen. We were giving, but we were not tithing. And God kind of told us that this is what you need to be doing. And so none of it made sense, but we decided... We're just going to take that step of obedience. And when we did, I'm, not, I'm going to tell you, we did not get rich or anything like that. But I am going to tell you that when we took that step of obedience, God provided in ways for us that I don't believe would have happened otherwise. Andy got a raise at his job where he was working. Um, and God has always just provided for us. You see, there's, in, for this widow... She, she, had, she had the promise, if, if you do this, then this will happen. But it still had to take faith to step out and do this because it didn't make sense. It does not make sense. I'm going to use my last bit, and I'm going to give it to you first, and then I'm never going to run out. Even though this is what he told her, it didn't make sense. It, it wouldn't make sense. Like, I have never experienced, like, unending food, like, just happening in my house. Let me tell you, like it runs out all the time. And especially now because I have an extra one back home from school. 
The food just flies out of our house and I'm always going to the grocery store. So anyway, it didn't make sense, but she did it anyway. And in Malachi, there's a scripture that talks about tithing. And it says, how do you rob God? By not giving our tithes and offering. And it says, test me. God says, test me. And this says the Lord and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. So he's telling you, I want you to do this, but then there's this thing that, he, that comes behind it, and he says, and this is what will happen if you do. So you see, we're taking this step, and we're doing it. It does not make sense. But then God has his end of the deal to hold up. Now, fast forward a few years, and I know that you've heard this story many times, and we will never stop telling it because it, it, just, it was God's... Um, amazing work of his faithfulness in our lives when we had when we moved to Colorado when God God I told you God called Andy after we were married he he was not in ministry the first part of our when we got married but whenever he did he also told us we needed to move to Colorado Springs so that he could go to the Nazarene Baba College and study and we knew that because we had fasted and prayed and knew we were supposed to go but I want to tell you we had three little kids and it did not make sense for us to pack up everybody and move because we didn't have a job there and we didn't have a house there and none of it made sense and I'm sure that our relatives nobody said it like face to face but I am just mm, I can't say this for sure but I'm pretty positive that they said you're crazy behind our back because it didn't make sense and I, 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 I thought, now what would I say if one of my kids wanted to do that? <laughs> I don't know. I might say, you're crazy. But I hope I would have the, have the faith and be obedient and want them to be obedient to what God called them to do. And so when we decided we are going to do this, we're going to do it. We know we had fasted, we prayed, we knew we were supposed to go. It didn't make sense. But when we took that first step of obedience and said we're going to go and we packed up that house, Andy got a phone call from somebody who had a house in Colorado Springs and said, how would you like it for free? And we had gone out for several days just to scope it out because we had to find a place to live. We interviewed for some jobs. And um, so we packed up the house. We're in Kansas, and I get a phone call with a job offer to teach. To teach. This was, I got a job offer three days before school starts. Who waits three days before school starts to hire a teacher? Nobody except for when God's involved in it. You see, once we took that step of obedience, he began to show, we began to experience the unexpected blessings. And I, there is a list of things that I could tell you that happened. You see, he was pouring out so much blessing that we did not have room enough for it. And that's what happens when we take steps of obedience to God. We experience things that we never would ever experience otherwise. And then there are times, like, okay, if you look in your Bible, it does not say Andy and Paula should move to Colorado Springs. It does, nowhere is it written in here. So this is what we are to be obedient to. But sometimes God is going to speak to us like he did in that situation, and we need to be obedient to his voice. You know, I remember a time whenever I went to visit, I went to visit an, an older gentleman that I, that I met and knew, and we went to see him in the hospital, and I felt like God was telling me, you need to ask him if he's ever asked Jesus into his heart. And you know what the world would say? That's none of your business. Don't ask him that. That's none of your business. And even in myself, I was feeling, I was hesitating because you know what? It could all go bad. It could all go bad. And I remember my heart just racing. And I remember I needed to ask him. So I asked him. I took that step and I asked him. I said, have you ever asked Jesus in your heart? And he said, no. And I asked him, would you like to? And he said, 
yes. You talk about the unexpected blessing. We got to be a part of leading him, leading him to Christ, and he died not long after that. So sometimes I think that we miss out on the unexpected blessings of God because we're not obedient to what he says in his word, and we're not obedient to what he is calling us to do. Sometimes we know that we're not living right, but we choose to stay there because it's okay with the world, and we kind of just blend right in. But sometimes God is calling us to do things that we know we need to do to walk in obedience to him. And because we're not doing it, we miss out on the unexpected blessings that he has for us. It's, 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 it's almost exciting thinking about what could be. I don't know what God's calling you to do right now. I don't know in what ways um, he is speaking to you. Maybe there's something that you've read and you know that you're not walking in obedience. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe it's he wants you to forgive that person, that one who has never said that they were sorry. Maybe that one who does not even deserve to be forgiven. Maybe he wants you to start praying for those with different political views than you have. Maybe he wants you to choose to have faith over your fears. Maybe you struggle with that. And those, those fears are so real. And those things, those circumstances are real. And he, he's like, it is time that you release those to me. If God's word says to do it, or if he speaks it to us, I believe that we will see the unexpected blessings of God happen in our lives. I am not saying, this is what I'm not saying, I am not saying that if I'm obedient to God and I take that step, my life's going to be perfect and I'm going to be rich and I'm never going to get sick and I'm never going to die. That sounds an awful lot like heaven and we're not there yet. The thing that I am saying is that if we're obedient to God and what his word says and what he is calling us to do, that I think if God chooses to, we will experience some unexpected times and some unexpected blessings in our lives. And we open the door for him to do that. And we open the door and we position ourselves to receive the blessing that I believe God wants to give us. I know that as a parent, I want to give my kids good gifts. I don't want them to be spoiled, but I want to give them good gifts. And our Heavenly Father loves us so much more than we could ever love our kids. He wants to do good things. He wants to do big things in your life. The big things are not for somebody else and for the person sitting up there or for the, or the, for the people who, who come up here and speak. It's not for them. It is for you too. You see, God does not have favorites. That's what I love. That sometimes you can stop and think, well, I'm sure Billy Graham was his favorite, or I think so-and-so is his favorite. And I think... He says he does not show favoritism. And so if you think, I don't think anything like that could ever happen in my life, I want you to think again. Because what God wants to do, I think, is so far beyond any of us if we will start walking in obedience to what he tells us to do. Maybe, maybe for you, it's you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you never have. But if you choose to take that first step and put your faith in a God that you don't see, and it may not even make sense to you right now, I believe that you will experience the unexpected peace and the unexpected purpose in your life that you didn't even know existed, let alone spend an eternity with a God who loves you more than anything. And I believe sometimes that when we choose obedience to forgive, that we will experience being set free. You see, when we don't forgive, the one that is trapped is us. And when we choose to forgive, even when we don't feel like it, 
we're the ones that are set free. God wants to do an amazing work in your life if you will let him. And I believe that when we choose obedience, whether it's tithing, whether it's forgiving, whether it's whatever it is in his word or whatever he is speaking to you, I think that we will experience life in a whole new way. And you might just be shocked at the things that he wants to do in your life and the blessings that he wants to pour out. So I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know if you have never had a relationship with Jesus. I want to encourage you to take that step of obedience and experience all that he has for you. He wants to pour out his, his, his blessing of purpose in your life, his blessing of peace in your life. He wants to give you everlasting life forever. And maybe you're sitting here and you, have, you are a follower of Jesus and Jesus, you've already asked Jesus into your life. I want to tell you that there's more. I want to tell you that there is so much more. That we sometimes, and I'm convinced of this even in my own life, I feel like I have missed out on some of the amazing things that God wants to do because I've hesitated, because I've not been obedient, because I've, I've been scared, because I've held back and not taken that step. But I want to tell you there is so much more. You see, sometimes um, getting out of the boat doesn't make sense. But if you never get out of the boat, you will never walk on water. Would you pray with me? Father, I am so thankful that you loved us enough to give us Jesus. And I am so thankful that Jesus was obedient even to death on a cross. I am so thankful that you made a way for me to go to heaven. And God, I'm thankful for the example that you gave us in Jesus. I pray right now for me and for all of us who are hearing, whether in this room or, or, or online, Father, that you would just give us such a great love for your word, that you'll help us to be obedient to it, even when it doesn't make sense. And God, we don't want to miss out on the blessings that you have for us. I pray, God, that you will help us in every way, whether it's something we read in your word or whether it's when you speak to us, Lord, help us to be obedient. Help us to be pleasing to you and help us to be a blessing in the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, just want to challenge you to take that step, whatever it is, in obedience. And have a great week. Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see changed lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your spiritual journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message.